This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On other matters, you know, this is something that I found rather fascinating last week when it was reported that the Toronto uh, Police Services Board was now considering the collection of race-based data on encounters with the police. I went, oh my God, what's happened here? Uh, Because some of us who have been around a while, we followed this story back in the 80s and the 90s. It was really something that was incendiary, uh, really provocative, race-based data that was going to be seen or interpreted as uh, systemic racism. Uh, It was stereotyping certain communities and blah, blah, blah. Now it turns that uh, this is something seen as a good thing. The Ontario Human Rights Commission weighing in, the mayor himself saying that this was a positive. So what the heck has changed in the ensuing years? Let's get Mike McCormick in here. He's the president of the Toronto Police Association, obviously has some skin in the game. Mike, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm, I'm getting better. John, everything's uh, it's a great day, and uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, I just wanted to hear, and uh, because I know you've had an episode or two, but here's the deal. Uh, this thing came as a surprise or a shock to me that there's been a reversal of uh, approaches, I guess, or, uh, you know, when it comes to collecting data now, it's no longer verboten or seen as something that uh, we shouldn't even go near, like a third rail of sorts. Uh, what what has changed? Why is it suddenly okay? Well, I, I think that, you know, the, the whole lens of looking at uh, police and community interactions has changed. I think there's a, a lot of things that have changed, but you're, you're 100% right. I, I think it was... Uh, Chief Fantino back in the day that uh, in the 80s and uh, that came out and wanted to release racial-based um, data. But the problem, again, John, when we talk about data, what data sets are we talking about? So I think that at the time that, you know, the chief was uh, going to, or the service was going to release that racially-based data, um, you know, it's who, who's interpreting that data and how is that data interpreted? And, and that's a, a big issue here. And, and I think that's one of the things that we have to be very cognizant when they're talking about keeping uh, and releasing this type of data. I think everybody's got to ask, what data are you going to be keeping and what data are you going to be releasing? All right. So when we talk about data, this is just any encounter with the police, right? Uh, that well, would be... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, I, I don't, you know, support that, you know, when, you know, data, I, I think that if you are going to, and, and what our position from the association position is, I'm all for keeping racially based data and releasing that to the public. But I don't think you can do that in a vacuum or a silo and just say, okay, we're going to keep um, racially based data on, you know, interactions between when we do arrests or use of force or whatever. And with a police officer, because again, that, I think that's only one small sliver of a bigger uh, issue or, or a bigger interaction. So I think it's misleading to, to keep that statistic uh, or that data. And I think I, well, I believe that what you should be keeping, if you're going to do do that, and you're going to say, look, we're going to keep uh, racial uh, data, then we should look at it to see where the disparities are in policing. We need to understand all the factors that contribute to this disparity. So that would include the collecting of data on suspects. So if there's a suspect for an offense, we should be collecting the data on how are the suspects identified or, you know, descriptions, the arrests, as well as the victims and complainants to help identify and understand the rates of victimization related to different demographics. So if you want to tell me you're going to keep racial stats right across the board and release it, I'm all for that. But what i I'm a little wary of is to see it where they're going to say, okay, well, we just want to do it in this one, like I said, a little segment of policing, which is when we're uh, arresting somebody or using use of force. 
All right, uh, Mike McCormick's with us. He's a president of the Toronto Police Association, and we're just uh, trying to put into some kind of context here why it was 30-plus years ago uh, keeping race-based data on crime uh, was seen as inappropriate, and now suddenly it's, uh, to quote the Human Rights Commission in the province, a historic step and a good thing. Uh, now, with Fantino, when he first brought this to light and it set off the firestorm, it was because there was overrepresentation of the black community uh, in terms of encounters with the police, offenses, uh, everything from robberies and muggings. When they were 6% of the community, they were 55% of purse snatchings, for example, or uh, 82% of robberies and muggings. And that tended to, uh, I guess, be interpreted as there being over-policed, it's reinforcing a stereotype, it's doing a disservice to the perception of that community. Conversely, now, uh, when there are encounters, that if the data shows the police are encountering people in the amorphous black community, which is another issue, but uh, then that will reflect negatively on the police. Do you feel like in some ways you're walking into a setup here that uh, the intention may be to cast the police in a negative light as being systemically racist. Right. I I don't think any of us are naive enough to believe that people are not going to try to manipulate stats as they always do for their own political agendas. And when we have different organizations, groups, that's natural for them to do that. So I think anybody would be naive to think that there aren't going to be certain groups that will try to create a narrative. And that's what's really dangerous about when you have data like this and it's being released, the interpretation and the critical tool and and how do you uh, interpret that data um, with the proper uh, social science researchers, police practitioners to identify the baselines, comparisons, benchmarks, and all these things so that you actually have meaningful data that's interpreted in a proper way. So, yeah, of course, I'm very concerned about the interpretation or somebody skewing it to say, well, oh, this is, you know, police disproportionately arrest uh, certain people from uh, different uh, communities or races. And the same thing with, oh, you know, there's over-enforcement, there's overuse of force and stuff. And that's why I'm saying you have to look at it. John, I think the only way to look at it in a fair and unbiased way is to look at the total picture. So if we're going to take the, the we're going to look at that and get that data, then we better look at, okay, who are the suspects? So if I'm looking for somebody for a purse snatch or somebody for an assault, what is the description of that person? Who is the person that calls in? Because we need to know that there has to be a rigorous analysis and interpretation of the data, but we also have to look at the victimization related to demographics as well. So I, I really don't, I can tell you, I categorically do not support just data being kept to say, okay, well, will police arrest or police use of force? And that's where it's looking at. I want, the police service board really wants to look at it and get to the crux of what's going on in our communities. They have to look at it with a broader lens. Well, the mayor, you know, when it comes to extrapolating and analyzing the data, he says the mandate of the police board uh, will have to actually act on that analysis and do something about it will be a huge step forward in the restoration of trust in policing and the elimination of any bias that may exist in policing. That's a huge step forward. Does that sound like he's already got a conclusion drawn? Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, you know, that that's definitely, and you know, you know what? Again, you know, we're looking at this, and wh- how does that 
play on, like, how are, you, how are we going to be doing this? How are we going to be recording it? Are we going to be, you know, you phone in as a victim and you want to complain something? Is, is the call taker the first thing, uh, response? Well, you know, what uh, ethnic background do you have or what's your color or whatever? Not only that, but where do we uh, start to infringe upon people's rights of asking them that type of data? And then where in the absence of that data where we're not to ask or somebody doesn't want to tell us, then what they're asking is officer perception. So now the officer is putting their how can an officer put in their, their perception of what somebody's race or ethnic background is? Well, how is that not skewing the data? So I, I think that this is you know uh, going to be a work in progress. But again, I, I keep going back to the point. You know, when you, you talk about the mayor saying, well, you know, this will repair community relations and show police bias. Well, that's not what we should we should be looking at. We should be looking at what is going on, what does the victimization look like, what are the demographics, where are we having issues, and why. And until we have an honest conversation about that, looking at the total picture, then I think that this is nothing more than, um, you know, empty words. All right. Uh, well, you know, if it's fine-tuned, this whole process, uh, does it have some merit? Yeah, I, I think it does. I, and But again, I think it, it definitely would have uh, some merit as long as we look at the total picture and everybody can look at it and say, here's what it is, the proper uh, comparison, the proper benchmarks um, that are both going to be meaningful. It'll help both the police and the community to understand crime and victimization. But it has to be the, the you know holistic approach from beginning to end. Not just one piece. Well, they're talking about an independent expert who's going to take a look at this race-based data and, uh, I guess, within the context, a lot of different uh, inputs uh, will come up with an independent analysis. So it's a third-party arm's length. Are you confident that that's a better way? Uh, Yeah, obviously, and again, but, you know, give me your expert and what is the opinion. So, I I mean, we have to look at the context of what that's going to be. But again, John, it's it's data in, results out. So what is that data in? So right now, I'm still not clear on what actual data they're going to collect. And I think that if they're just going to collect the data of police interactions when we're making arrests or using use of force, then you're going to have skewed numbers. And it's not going to give you a picture that's going to make the relationship any better. All right. Uh, we'll wait and see. I mean, this is something you're yeah. kicking around. They look like they're committed to uh, go that route. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll talk on that occasion. Mike, I appreciate you coming back on. Thanks. All right. And thanks for having me, John. You got it. Mike McCormick again is the president of the Toronto Police Association. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 